Hi there, Tyler here from the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast, back to talk about the shows this last weekend. So Thursday, this was kind of an interesting weekend because we had three shows, usually it's two or less, you know, for the weekend. So um, this weekend was three shows, we had a Thursday night show, which was all the way up in Chicago, um, at a place called uh, Hound's Tooth Saloon, then Friday played over in Leroy back at uh, Houdini Spirits and Saturday we played at Clayton's Tap up in Morris. Sorry, that took me doing doing a lot of shows every weekend. You kind of it's hard to keep track of all of them. Uh, at least separate the names and all that and where where you drove and anyway, so those are the three shows. Um, first night Thursday in Chicago. Had some lessons here at Kidder. Ended up having to leave right after that. Got on the road probably around a little bit before 6. Maybe it was like right at 6, 6, 6.15. And uh, we started driving. Most of the drive was okay. We got up to like the Shorewood area and there was an accident on the interstate. So we ended up in... Uh, I said we were going to be like an hour later than we had planned on getting there, which, you know, when you play at a new place, it's just you want to be there early and kind of feel the place out and see what it's going to be like and get, you know, get get a good chance to sound good. Um, but anyway, so we were rushing and uh, there was an accident on the interstate, so uh, we were thinking it was going to be like an extra hour late, so I was kind of freaking out, but we found an alternate route that saved us about an hour, so... It's kind of a roundabout way of getting there, <clears throat> and I'm not really a huge fan of playing up in Chicago for a lot of for a few reasons. Um, I just don't like driving up there. Is one of them because it's just all hard. To, uh, everybody's just on on nine already and just cutting in front of you, and I don't know where I'm going. So you know, I I'm driving slower than everybody wants and. But anyway, since it was nighttime, it wasn't too bad, and it was a Thursday, so, um, you know, and it's always, it's always kind of pretty when you're rolling up on the, the skyline, pretty much of any city, but Chicago, you know, since that's one I've been to a bunch of times, you know, it always gives you kind of a certain feeling, um, but getting to the bar wasn't too bad. We ended up and had to park like two blocks away, which made it pretty rough to carry our gear in, um, and this was the first night of March Madness, which I found out later that night, but, uh, so, you know, we got there, tiny stage, um, which is fine for, you know, it was just me and low. so, um, you know, being a small stage, we can make it work, but, uh, there was this huge DJ booth on the stage that they would have, would have been a little smaller, or, would have moved it for when we played. It would have been like a pretty decent stage, but since that took up most of the room, it was, uh, you know, kind of, our space was kind of small. And then uh, they had said that they had their own sound, and they did, but it took me a little bit to locate. And of course, there were no floor monitors, and their mixer was ancient, but, you know, it did the trick. Uh, I brought some little vocal monitors which I was pretty happy with because if I wouldn't have there, I mean, when you're, when you're singing and it's coming out of speakers in front of you, you're behind the speakers, pretty much all you can hear is the low end and it sounds muffled. And 
I mean, there's no really w- real way to sing that well when it sounds like that, um, or when that with that setup. So, the 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 vocal monitors definitely saved us. But anyway, so rushed to start start, and of course there was like a bunch of March Madness games on, so uh, they kept pushing it back, pushing it. We were supposed to start at ten, play ten to one, um, with a bunch of bre- two fifteens and a half hour break, but. Um, so they pushed it back a full hour by the time the time and there were still some games going on, and by that time, pretty much every a lot of people had left. It was a pretty packed bar when we got there, but by the time we started playing, it was pretty uh you know there was maybe five to seven people i don't know maybe there was a few more ten ten to fifteen let's say in the crowd, which at the beginning there were probably twenty five to thirty five um, and then as, you know, that for our first set went, you know, it just kept getting thinner and thinner. But um, this was the first show in a long time, well, this whole month, essentially, that I haven't felt, like, so held back by my voice. So I was sounding pretty good, and I was feeling pretty good. Um, I probably still overdid it a little because my voice still wasn't like a hundred percent, but it was the first time that like, it felt like good to sing and I could hear myself and was hitting no good notes and all that. And, uh, I ended up and I feel like I was even like kind of in the zone talking wise, which usually isn't my strong point because you, when you're on stage, you always just kind of sound like an idiot. It's really hard to be functional and say things that. I don't know. I don't know how people do it. I'm not I'm not very good. Usually I just ignore that there's a crowd. You know, I'll say thank you and when people clap and I'll, uh, you know, say who we are and stuff. But I don't really get too much into the talking because I think that's a really hard thing to do well. And especially, you know, most of the time you can't even hear what the singer's saying because, you know, it sounds kind of muffled and it's hard to hear anyway. So... But even that part of my game seemed a little bit more on than usual, and people ended up and started coming, like it started to refill up around like probably 11.45 or midnight, so I ended up and just played 11 to 1, no break, and um, I was reading, I feel like I was reading the crowd pretty good, playing the songs I knew they'd want to hear. Um, it didn't ever get crazy busy again, but the people that were there, I think, um, were into it, so it, it was fun, and the bar, you know, they they were happy with how it turned out, so, um, and that was, this is the first show I've ever been, well, I haven't been paid yet, but but they're trying to pay it through a th- an app called Square, which is like the, with the credit card machine, or credit card, you can swipe to the phone, um, but it's also kind of a PayPal type thing as well, I guess. But uh, anyway, so I still haven't even paid for that show, which is, you know, kind of annoying. But um, it'll be nice when that does end up and happen. Um, and then, you know, we, we after the show, it was actually kind of cool. We walked around the... it was Because the place we played at, Houndstooth Saloon, was in Wrigleyville. So we walked around, and uh, there was this little restaurant we went to that was still open. Because by the time we were done on, like, loading up the car, it was probably two... And uh, we were like, of course, I was starving. After every show, I'm pretty much, like, ready to eat because I I usually fast for about eight hours up until the show. Um, That's a whole other thing, just my my pre-show ritual. 
But anyway, um, so we found, I think it was called Cheesies maybe or something like that. It was like this little like, I don't know, kind of interesting restaurant that uh, their main thing was grilled cheese, but uh, they had a bunch of different styles of it and a bunch of different sides. So we went there and they, they had a pretty cool theme. It was like uh, old arcade games, um, old and new, I guess, but... Uh, and these old, like, these paintings that were, like, classic paintings, but done, like, a little bit differently. Um, and it was really, really bright in there and uh, lively, I guess would be the word. And then uh, just the, it was it was kind of cool to be walking down Chicago streets at 2 a.m. and there was just, like, nobody around. It kind of reminded me of back when we were in New Orleans a little bit because it just seemed like you could walk anywhere and there were some places open. A lot of places were closed, but, you know, at that time, it's kind of hard to find something open. But anyway, so, and then we drove back. We ended up and didn't get back till around 5 a.m. So left at, you know, 6 p.m., got back at 5 a.m. So it was a, a long trip for sure. But, uh, you know, we, I, I always like to sleep in my own bed when it's an option, so... Um, that, that, uh, was preferable. And then, you know, after we got home, it took a little while to actually get some of our stuff unloaded, get upstairs, get ready to just go to sleep and all that. So I probably didn't go to bed till like 6 a.m., 6.30, something like that. And then we had the show in Leroy the next day, which is usually a pretty laid back show. Um, it's kind of, Dave wanted to come because he, he works out of Leroy, so our conga player came, and then Lowe came to that one as well. Lowe came to all the shows this weekend, and um, I don't know. I just wasn't my, – my ankle's kind of been bugging me from doing all the stomping because I do the, the foot tambourines on my tap shoe with my left foot. I'm always stomping on hard wood with that to get kind of like a hand clap sound or a snare sound. And, uh, you know, you do – if you practice and you're doing shows – with the foot percussion, eventually, I mean, and then I, when I'm working out, a lot of times I'm just jump roping, so um, I can, it really, like, gets aggravated sometimes, so I was like, if there's a night to sit out foot drums, it was that one, so I ended up and didn't, uh, didn't do the foot drums, and when we play at Houdini's, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know, I get to play some songs that I wouldn't necessarily play most of the time just try some stuff out and then you know not having to keep hold the the beat down with the foot percussion kind of frees me up a little to get more uh you know play more guitar solos and stuff like that so uh, and just try some weird stuff so play some covers maybe we don't know that well or play some newer original songs so um, and overall, that was a fine night. I mean, it wasn't like anything to write home about necessarily, but it was, uh, you know, it was fun. Um, I I don't know. I came in at kind of like a, a bad state of mind, and by the end of it, I was feeling pretty good. So that was good. And then Saturday up at Clayton's in Morris um, was pretty good. I kind of think I... I don't know. I definitely overbooked this month for me, being the way that my vocals have been. But this weekend was especially bad because I ended up doing a two-hour show, then a three-hour show, and then a four-hour show. And I, I mean, Low definitely sings and helps helps me, but you know, a majority of the set's kind of on me. So by the time we got to the last set, you know, my voice was pretty raw, 
and, uh, you know, I had to do the longest set that night. And when we got there, there was some fundraiser going on, so it was hard to set everything up and get everything sounding okay. And the, la- the last time we played there, I I just felt like I did, like, the worst sound that night I've ever done. So I was really looking to try to up the game a little bit, and I think we definitely did that. Uh, I just didn't bring the right stuff last time because it's a really loud bar, and with a three-piece, I was using the JBL, and I just, as I've mentioned in the previous podcast, I've been leaning back towards the the couple Yamahas I have, um, the 10-inch, 700-watt Yamahas that are powered, because those have just been sounding so good, but still kind of, it still kind of was off, wasn't quite good right away, and it was one of those sets where you're setting up because you're trying to get all your stuff in, then you have to go find parking, and then you're trying to get everything, you know, set up by the time you're supposed to start. And um, I don't know, it's just one of those shows that you're setting up the PA system till the last possible point until you're supposed to start, which was 8:30. And uh, you know, I just didn't have it dialed in as good as I would have liked. It took us probably a couple sets for me to realize a couple dumb things that. I should have been paying attention to that I didn't. And, uh, you know, once I saw that stuff, it really cleared up the sound, which was nice. Um, you could hear my guitar a lot better, and um, you could... Uh, it was just a lot clearer. I had it, I had the main somehow got switched to, like, the monitor settings, which cuts out, like, all the low end. So once I switched it from that, and that wasn't until after, like, the second set <clears throat> that I realized that they were wrong... Um, it really, really sounded good, and it didn't sound terrible before. I mean, we were s- still pretty, pretty good sounding, I think. But um, you know, once I I got the, it was just easier to sing because it was like I could finally hear myself the right way, and my voice really held out a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Because going into that show, knowing that it was four hours, I just like was not sure how it was going to end up playing those two shows and then that long one. But it ended up okay. And by the second hour, it was like the crowd was getting drunk enough to really, really be getting down. And uh, they, you know, pretty much for the rest of the night were just like really into it. I I didn't really lose my voice till about the last like five songs or so. Um, And I one of them I did was an easy, I did a pretty easy one to sing, so it didn't really affect it. And then... I the other like four that I did were um kind of a medley we do but uh, I just moved the capo down a half step so pretty much just saying a half step down and that saved that for sure and you know like I said it was only the last like four or five songs and you know even though my voice was pretty well gone I kind of was able to get through the songs okay enough and those songs were all like crowd pleasers anyway, so they, the crowd was singing about as loud as the PA sounded, which was pretty cool. But anyway, so yeah, that was the the shows there, and uh, I think they all turned out good. We have three this upcoming weekend. I don't know how my voice is still rough, but it, I mean, I've given it two days since you know the the three shows. I'm probably gonna practice like a little bit today just to feel it, um, but it. it feels a little froggy, and uh, 
this next week we have three shows also, but the first one's only like a 45-minute set at the night shop. We're opening for a band from Nashville again, so that'll be one of the things I'm talking about. And then um, Friday night we're up in Elburn, which is about a two-hour drive. That's booked by the same guy who does the Kilkenny's in Iowa, so this is a place we've never been I'm sure that'll be an adventure for sure. It'll be kind of like the Chicago one this time. I think it's like a kind of up in that area. It's not quite Chicago, but a little maybe west of Chicago, kind of a burb. But uh, and then Saturday we're back in Bartonville at Marshall's Tap. That was a really fun show last time, so I'm looking forward to that. I think Dave's only doing the first one. Uh, I'm gonna talk to him though. I don't really know for sure who's all doing what, but um, we shall see, I guess. Um, and I'll talk about that next week, who came when. So the I mentioned last week about an announce, or I don't know if it's really announced, but it's just some issues we've been having band-wise. Um, so I think we've decided that, well, kind of Blair and I have decided that uh, he may be not going to play with us as much anymore. Um, just because he hasn't really been having a good time, it seems like. Um, and it's, you know, it's a frustrating thing for me because I never know when he's actually going to show up and then we don't practice and then he doesn't like how it sounds. So, um, at least now it's only been a couple weeks since we've talked about it, but I mean, there weren't really any harsh feelings or anything. He just has been frustrated a lot lately, I guess, and... I mean, there's not really a lot I can do about the things that he's frustrated unless we just practice all the time, which I don't think he really wants to do. So he was saying he's going to book more solo shows. So that's kind of the thing I was going to mention. I'm not I'm not exactly sure how it's going to pan out necessarily, but that's the way it seems. So, it, And, you know, if Blair's not playing, a lot of times that means that Kev's not that into it either. Uh, because he likes, you know, more of the full full band stuff. So as of now, I think it's just going to be me, Lo, and Dave as the, the, the core group. Um, I'm not writing off Blair or anything like that. You know, if he feels like he wants to start playing again more, I mean, he can definitely hit me up. Um, but I definitely think he at least needs to take a break for a while. Um, because he, like I said, he's been really frustrated with the way we sound, I guess. And, uh, um, you know, like I said, I, we, we, I, when, when we go to do, you know, his songs at practice, a lot of times I'm having to run through his songs with Kev or with Dave just so they can get kind of a feel for them. So it's like I'm trying to get them up to speed, but the only real way to practice and get better with those songs would be if everybody was there and uh, if there's something he didn't like, you know, to maybe just tell us, like, in when we're practicing, like, hey, don't do this. Or, But anyway, so it seems like um, that's probably the best route for a while, at least. I'm not really sure... Like, what will happen, but it's just, you know, as you get older, it's harder to maintain, you know, these band relationships, and uh, he's never really, I don't think, looked at it like his band. He always thinks of it as my band for some reason, even though I try to kind of keep him involved and get him excited about stuff, but 
Seems like he, bottom line is too. I think he want, he wants to be in a cover band and just do cover. He's not really that interested about you know original music or trying to record stuff. I mean, I don't think he's opposed to it. I don't think he's actively against it, but I think that's just kind of where he wants to place his energy. And I would like to be a band that does a good amount of original songs. And it's hard hard to get everybody to learn them if we're not practicing them and stuff so anyway it was I, th- I think it was kind of a mutual thing that he he's tired of the way it sounds and tired of you know playing a full show and not being happy with it when he does make it out and I'm you know I would honestly be fine with that if he was just kind of happy about it but he doesn't seem very happy about it so um you know because I'm pretty much like you can come play any any time with me you can just show up pretty much and I'll pay a, you know, at least what I'm getting for a show that I booked. Um, and cause I enjoy, I enjoy playing with them, but that's just become fewer and far between. And then, you know, we're not practicing, so we aren't sounding great and he's not playing as much. So, I mean, when he was playing like once a weekend, sometimes twice in a weekend, every week, you know, we didn't need to practice cause we were really tight, but now I'm it's it's been leaning a different direction and when we're playing live it's not really the best we could do I don't think so um, for both of us I think it's a good idea to maybe at least back off for a while anyway so that's the plan as of now I hope that that doesn't disappoint anybody but um you know I'm hoping to do more original music I think that's uh Blair always pushed towards the covers so it'll be good uh be able to dust some of my older originals off and then also you know some of the new ones that nobody's really taken the time to learn I can play those out more and uh you know be in a band with people that you know are more on the same page have the same goal and all that stuff so hope like I said I didn't uh disappoint anybody too bad with that info but uh I'm sure you can still catch Blair plenty of places if if uh, you're needing a a Blair fix at some point. And uh, anyway, I appreciate anybody who took the time to listen, and I will hopefully talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye.